1: This is the Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello,
2: I'm Jason Kelly.
1: And I'm Mike Lynch.
2: We're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays with you to explore the big money issues in the world of sports. Talk to some of the biggest players in the industry today. We are very fortunate to have one of our insiders speaking with us. Bloomberg columnist Jonathan Bernstein. He had a recent column that caught both of our attention. Will Trump save the baseball season? Politics and the American Pastime Colliding. John, really nice to have you with us. Nice to be here. All right, so set up this column for us, and then I think we're all just going to complain about the fact that there's not going to be any baseball. But tell us what you set out to do here.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, it it occurred to me that, you know, Donald Trump's polls are terrible right now. He's sitting around, he's looking for a win, and he or somebody in the White House, it seemed to me, is going to say, you know what? We should solve the baseball problem because, you know, it looks like we're not going to have a baseball season. Um, and, you know, Trump loves the idea of sort of, you know, bringing people, that that he's the guy who could bring people together and get a big win. And, you know, to, to some extent it makes sense, but then I go into all the reasons why actually this is a terrible idea. If, if Trump does try it, there's a really good chance it would backfire on him.
1: There's no question about that. I mean, he look what he wanted to do to all the football players that were kneeling during the national anthem. He wanted them all fired. He wanted them all cut. So, is yeah. he going to take any, any of the major league baseball player dissidents and just the, just decree that they they can't play, they're banned, or they're fired, as he likes to say?
3: Yeah, I mean, he has this sort of self image as a great, you know, as somebody who can come into the room in the last minute without any preparation and. <laughs> cut deals and it, that actually isn't his skill set and so you know there's for better or for worse reasons why the baseball owners uh, have their position and you know players are acting in their self-interest the owners are acting in what they see as their self-interest and you know, it's it's not the kind of thing where, oh, just, you know, everybody wants to make a deal. We just have to do it. The, the owners don't appear to want to make a deal. And so, we're, you know, that's where we are. That's not that's not something a president can do very much about.
2: Yeah. And, John, it is a reminder, too, of, you know, this is America's pastime in, in many ways. I mean, that, that's sort of underneath, it feels like, your entire premise here is that, baseball is important to America. Is it still important to America in your estimation? Sure. I mean,
3: you know, um, it's not the number one sport. It hasn't been for a long, long time. Um, There are tons and tons of baseball fans, tons and tons of football fans, tons and tons of basketball fans, uh, uh, you know, quite a few soccer fans, hockey, et cetera, et cetera. But sure, um, you know, uh, there's still a lot of us who – go through the, the, you know, from April till the last day of the World Series with baseball on the background, or, you know, we, we attend tons of baseball games, we buy tons of baseball memorabilia. Um, you know, it's it's a big deal.
2: I was thinking about this uh, last night because I finally caught up with uh, the 30 for 30 on the Maguire-Sosa uh, home run chase. I mean, it does remind you, it reminded me at least, Baseball's fun to watch. (laughs) The
1: the fun part about it is that it happens every single day. I mean, football, you watch the game on Sunday, and then you... You know, whine and complain about it, or, or or thump your chest about it, till about Wednesday. Then you start talking about okay, who's coming up on the schedule this week? Baseball, you know, you turn the page every single day, and you know a bad outing by a pitcher or a bullpen a guy coming out of the bullpen who gets lit up is forgotten the next day when the team comes out and the starter goes a complete game and wins three to nothing. And that's one of the the great parts about baseball. I just, I still don't know if it's still America's game. I think football might be America's game now, but it still has that moniker attached to it.
3: Yeah, what I always say about that about the, the What's America game I, I'm, I'm a fan of a dying sport. In, in addition to being a huge baseball fan, I'm also a horse racing fan. That's oh, wow. what a dying sport looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, baseball's doing fine. It doesn't really matter to anybody. What, which what the, I mean, uh, on the margins, sure, the ratings matter to the people who make money off of it, but baseball's not in any kind of danger. You know, it, it's doing fine. It's, it doesn't have to be the number one sport to be a very healthy enterprise.
2: But that raises a question, John, and, and Lynchy. this is for you, too. Like, is, is the potential for no season going to mean the short-term or mid-term death of baseball? What do you think, John? Death, no. Um, okay. You know, there's going to be some people who are upset, and there's
3: people who, you know, form habits and a few... Well, one of the things about baseball is it really is that day-to-day habit that you have, and that's the music of the summer for a lot of people. If you take it away for one one year, some of those people are going to find soccer, or they're going to find, I don't know, whatever else they do. Um, and and sure, that that is a hit. I don't think that... Baseball's in any danger of dying over it. But, you know, in terms of the people who are within the game who are talking about money, yeah, you know, there's going to be people who cancel their season tickets. That's that's a hit.
1: You know, I I, I look at it this way. If baseball doesn't come back this year, uh, there's so many other sports to choose from. The NBA will be going on. Golf will be going on. NFL preseason, maybe. The NHL. And it's kind of like looking for that that, that favorite pair of shoes in your closet. You know, it's there. and say, well, I can't find it this year, but I'll. here's three or four other pair of shoes that I can wear. Come next April, I'm, I'm going to have those shoes out and polished and shined, and I'm going to forget about that I couldn't find it in the closet come uh, July of 2020.
2: Yeah, I think that's true for most people. So, John, let's talk about kind of how we got here this particular season and your read on this standoff that we're seeing between the owners and the players. And, and Lynch and I have talked about this a lot on this show, this idea that it feels like just about everybody else was able to figure it out in some form or fashion. Now there's a little bit of dissent going on with a group of NBA players that, that we've heard about feels like they're going to get past that. But this sort of intractable place where baseball finds itself how did that happen uh, from your perspective
3: from my perspective you've got 150 years of baseball management you know not sort of respecting that they are going to have to pay the players and um you know they they gone into this they've had 20 years or so that they've actually avoided that but They sound just uh, you know it's it's amazing it's a different set of owners they sound exactly like they did in 1981 and 1994 and you know 1972 and all the other times that we had work stoppages Um, you know they they have a problem who solves it for them well make the players give them back money that that's sort of how they've always baseball owners have always uh, uh, behaved and that's that's what I see happening here you know the, the players were perfectly willing to go to a Per capita, you know, get paid per um, lose lose fifty games, lose that share of the money. Um, but you know, the, the owners said, "Ah, well." And while we're at it, let's give us back more money. And you know, that's just there's no reason for the players to go for that.
1: You know, I, I know Rob Manfred uh, doesn't speak for himself, he speaks for the 30 owners that he represents, but what, what, how important is this whole negotiation and what happens or doesn't happen to his, I know he's very short into his tenure as commissioner, how does it affect his legacy as commissioner of Major League Baseball? That's a good question.
3: Um, you know, I think what you said is correct, that, that he speaks for the owners, and I don't think he'd be doing this if that wasn't pretty close to a consensus. What, one of the things that I'm looking for is, are we seeing any dissent from any of the teams? And so far, I don't see that. Um, you know, that's it, his job is to represent the owners. That's what he's going to do. And, and then he'll wind up in the Hall of Fame because no matter how bad the commissioners are, they all wind up in the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, but it does, you know. Uh, Lynchy, going back to even the setup to your question or, or your question itself, I mean, is it the is it ultimately the job of the baseball commissioner to? You're right. I mean, he he effectively represents the owners, but should that be his job? I mean, Lynchy, what do you think?
0: The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th.
1: I, th- I think he should be the leader he obviously is the face of, of management and ownership and I think the way that he handles the players and handles the situation I think certainly affects uh, how what the players think of him I- I'm looking at you know probably the best player commissioner relationship of the four major sports right now is the NBA yeah I think the players have a great deal of respect for, uh, for Adam Silver um, I'm not so sure about Roger Goodell and Gary Bettman I think the players uh, hockeys hockeys a different breed they like everybody they don't this like anybody, so uh, anybody could be in as commissioner, and they would like them. But you know, Manfred is, isn't isn't even close to the relationship that Silver has with the NBA.
3: Uh, you know, and that's been true forever, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like yeah. I, I guess in his later years, Bud Selig was able to do something, but that was mostly because the union, the baseball union, acted unusually weak um, for a while, and now they're sort of standing up for themselves for the first time in a while, and you know boom we're right back at it uh, and you know this is all happening with baseball coming up on the collective bargaining agreement right. ending mm-hmm. soon and so that's really the context for all of this
2: all right so joe we neglected to ask you an important question who's your team i'm a Giants fan san francisco giants got it interesting lifelong oh yeah yeah interesting Is that where you grew up or what, what's the, what's the legacy there? I'm from Phoenix, Arizona.
3: Um, my dad was, my dad is from New York originally and was a Giants fan growing up. Um, so I got it from him. Then in addition to that, the Giants had spring training in Phoenix back when spring training was wonderful. Um, because people didn't, when I was a kid, it was not well attended and you know, you could walk up and get seats. Um, and also the AAA team was there. Phoenix was the uh, Giants' AAA team for a long time before they got their own team. Um, so I, I'm a diehard Giants fan of, for many years.
2: Yeah, from way back.
1: <laughs> so does Buster Posey belong in the Hall of Fame? <laughs>
2: <sighs> he it's a long like side, it. John.
1: <laughs> you
2: know... Boy,
3: you want me to talk Buster Posey? I can talk Buster Posey. After the twenty fourteen season, Pablo Sandoval, remember, catches the foul pop up uh, from uh, uh, from uh, I forget who hit it on the Royals in foul territory. Pablo becomes a free agent, goes to Boston, of course. Yep. <laughs> that didn't work out very well. At that point, Buster Posey could have moved to third base, could have moved first base. The third base was open. He came up in 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 high school as an infielder. Boy, if they had moved him then, maybe his his, you know his bat stays alive. I don't know. Still the greatest uh, catcher in the Giants franchise.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What a, it's such an it is an interesting uh, franchise, and it's a God, man! What a beautiful ballpark they currently are playing, or not currently, but they play in when there's uh, when there's baseball. Uh, so, your prediction for what what happens here, John Bernstein? Like, do we get baseball? You know, I sort of think
3: that if the health parts work, which is still very much up in the air, right? I mean, the you know the virus hasn't gone away, and and we're all pretending that sports can proceed and we'll see um but i sort of think that the owner's cave at the last minute they're they're leaving money on the table if they don't yeah but but it wouldn't shock me if we if if we don't but if i had to guess i'd say yeah we wind up having a season lynchie what do you think
1: well, doesn't Rob Manfred and I might be reading this wrong? Doesn't he have a right to just bang the gavel and say fifty game season? Uh, you know, that's it. Yes. And, uh, yes. All right. So, do you see that happening?
3: Well, if he does, my understanding is that if he does that, then they don't get any of the other things they're asking for, which is more playoffs and a few other things. So, mm-hmm. um, and they would still have to work out, you know, rosters and uh travel and a whole bunch of other things and some of that the the union gets a say in even if he decrees a fifty game season. So
2: wow. I, and the I, and the I'm question sure of the details go ahead.
3: on that and the details may turn out to be really important.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, and and certainly uh, we're learning from the NBA, which, you know, again, is planning to come back. But as the details come out, we really are uh, reminded that the devil's in the details. And, and, you know, we're going to learn a lot about, as you very rightly point out, John, the health aspects of this and and whether you can actually pull this off. You know, golf is one thing, and obviously that was a big success this past weekend. But um, assembling a bunch of teams to play, I, I have to say, I... For my part, I am uh, less optimistic. I think there's not going to be a season. I think it, I think they're just gonna. I think they're going to blow it. And and they're and, and we're going to come back next season. And maybe it'll be okay. It's going to be an ugly uh, negotiation of the new CBA. But I, I'm I'm growing less, uh, maybe more pessimistic and less optimistic as as time goes on. I don't know about you,
1: Mike. Well, these things usually. Uh resolved eventually uh 94 unfortunately cost us the world series yeah so maybe the same thing will happen now and i'm i'm sure we've all read the same thing that there are at least a half a dozen maybe more owners who really don't mind packing it in this year Uh, and that's 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 the
2: thing that seeing that headline was actually what made me think okay there may not there may not be a season i don't know how uh you know powerful a constituency that ultimately is but um you know But who knows? And maybe, uh, as John Bernstein says in his column, it's a great one. Read it on the Bloomberg and (laughs) Bloomberg.com. Maybe President Trump steps in here at some point. Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened in the last month. So we don't know what to expect at any time. Jonathan Bernstein, thank you so much. Great to uh, talk baseball with you. And uh, here's hoping that maybe we get to talk about actual games down the line.
3: Thank you. It was fun to do.
2: All right. Thanks. Be well. Thanks, John. Well, later this week, we'll speak with D.C. United owner and co-chairman Jason Levian. Catch our podcast right here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm Jason Kelly. Find me on Twitter at Jason Kelly News.
1: And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me on Twitter at LynchyWCVB.
2: And you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world.